Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful business women who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hey everyone, what's up? So welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are excited and I'm very, very excited for this episode. It was honestly one of my favorite ones that I've recorded so far. But before we get into the episode, of course, we're going to do our journal prompt of the day. And today's journal prompt is, are you mostly an introvert or an extrovert? Explain why. Personally, when I think about when I think about myself, I would 100% say I'm very introverted. I always get so, so, so drained like in social events, whether it be like not even just parties, like from work, like literally I am 100% drained whether I'm there for an hour. Well, obviously I'm there for longer than an hour, but like within the first hour, my mental and like my physical and social like energy is completely gone. I am so unenergized um, in social events, which kind of sucks, especially when I go to like YouTube events and stuff. But I feel like I have a little bit more energy for those because obviously it's like not work and stuff. But yeah, I'm super introverted. I love to be alone. I love my alone time. A lot of the time, um, I just like thrive off being alone or like with like one or two other people, that's fine, but really do not think I'm extroverted. And I think it'd be fun to kind of like write about what you guys think about yourself and just like why you think like you're introverted or you're extroverted. And yeah, I think that would be a really fun little journal prompt. Have fun writing. But yeah, so today's episode is going to be a really fun one. Um, Before I kind of jump into it, I did post a solo episode last week with some life updates about being done school and on summer break. I also stopped one of my businesses. So if you didn't listen to that episode and if you're kind of like, what is Amanda talking about? I highly suggest listening to the solo episode I just posted. But yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. Today we had Maddie Mayo on, who is from the OKSIS podcast. That is one of my first ever podcasts that I started listening to. And I think that like they're one of my favorite podcasts. I can say that proudly. They are one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I just love the energy between them. And it's a really good like morning podcast, like a start to my morning. Um, I love the topics they talk about. I love the guests that they have on. So I decided to have Maddie on this podcast. I could have had both of them, but I feel like Maddie is more similar to me. And I feel like we had a really good conversation. We spoke all about the OKSIS podcast, how it got started, why it got started, how it's like working on a project with your sibling. We also spoke about how she's the co-founder of an app called Camber that is coming out soon. So you get the behind the scenes details on that. And lastly, we spoke all about her YouTube channel. So Maddie started a new YouTube channel and she ventured into that world. And we spoke all about what we can expect from the channel, why she started a channel, and all the fun things about that. So yeah, I hope you guys are excited for today's episode. And I guess without further ado, we'll just jump right into it. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. Today we have Maddie with us. So hi, Maddie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, If you want to start off by telling us a bit about yourself, um, we would love to hear that. 
Of course. Uh, so hello, my name is Maddie. I am a 26-year-old woman living in Los Angeles. I am half of the OKSIS podcast. If you listen to that, I do that with my sister, Scout. And I'm also the co-creator of a new travel recommendations app that we'll be launching this summer called Camber. Um, and I started a new YouTube channel, which has been a really fun uh, new creative outlet for me. And also, you know, I'm like a sweatsuit enthusiast. I'm a big uh, bibliophile. I love to read. I love skincare, you know, all the like millennial, millennial things. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I'm very excited to get into all those. You actually like literally listed everything we're going to talk about today. So that's really exciting. Um, before we kind of jump into that, I like to do a hot seat segment to kind of just like break the ice and learn some fun things. So what is your go-to Starbucks order? Okay, so it was on the menu a couple months ago, and then unfortunately they did take it off, but I've kind of been able to weasel my way around the app to find it again. Um, I get the nitro cold brew with cinnamon oat milk foam, and if you have not had this drink, it is out of control. The cinnamon in coffee is so underrated, and I highly recommend everyone check it out. Is it like really cinnamony? Because I don't like cinnamon. Okay. I've never had it's not sweet. I can't do sweet at all. So it it really does this like it's just a little added kick, Mm -hmm. um, but not sweet at all. Okay, I'll have to try that because it sounds good. Yeah. Um, the next one is where is your dream travel destination? So this is also going to be very basic, but (laughs) I have never been to Greece and I just want to I want to be in one of those white homes in Santorini. looking over the ocean like I have seen too many Instagram posts of it I need to be there IRL um I don't know I just feel like I would vibe there Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really into you know Middle Eastern culture and those types of I know it's in Europe but um it just feels more just like authentic and and you know beach life I don't know I love it and I would I would love to go visit I feel like I have never been either but I feel like everyone has to be to Greece at least like once in their life Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the last one is, what is a TV show you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of? I mean, Friends, right? I think that's the that's the only acceptable answer, I would say. Um, I have rewatched every episode of Friends probably 10 times each. <laughs> like, I know everything there is to know about Friends. That's so funny, because actually at the beginning of quarantine was the first time I actually watched Friends from, like, beginning to end. And now I'm obsessed. Oh, it's, I mean, it's the best show ever. It's incredible. (laughs) Who would you say is your favorite character? You know what? Um, Ross, I know it's a hot take. Mm -hmm. It's pretty (laughs) controversial, but he is just so goofy and adorable. And I love him. I love that. Um, So we're going to kind of jump into your podcast first. So you mentioned that you have a podcast with your sister, Scout. Um, when did you guys start it and what made you want to start a podcast and how did you guys kind of know you wanted to do it together? Yeah. So OKC started about two and a half years ago. Um, it began because Scout actually, my sister had a podcast, uh, beforehand and, um, she wasn't really taking it seriously. She had just kind of started it and, um, we were together and she needed a guest. So we did, an episode together, we were kind of tipsy off rosé. Uh, so, and obviously we're sisters, so there's very uh, distinct energy between us. Mm-hmm. And 
honestly, Scout came to me after that and said, we need to do something together. I don't know if it's a newsletter, if it's a podcast, whatever it is, let's do something together. And at first I was really hesitant because I'm a huge podcast person. I love Mm -hmm. listening to them. I'm an avid consumer of them. And so I just thought, oh no, like, will I be able to do the medium justice or is it too saturated? You know, all these limiting beliefs that, that enter your mind before Mm -hmm. starting a project. And, um, I'm so thankful that I didn't listen to any of them. And, uh, I just kind of, we just started the podcast. I think we decided and then recorded the first episode the next day and then posted it. Like it was no thought, no thought really, no strategy Mm -hmm. behind it. It was just this really natural thing of both of us just chatting on a mic and deepening our relationship. Um, And then now it's grown to this amazing community of not only our sisters, which is all what we call all of the listeners, um, this just such deep community there, but then the network that we built with all of the female guests that we bring Mm -hmm. on. And we, we talk with anyone from entrepreneurs, founders, um, authors, influencers, bachelor contestants. I mean, we run the gamut across any type of guest that comes on. Um, and so it's been just such a delight to have these conversations and grow the community. Is it difficult to do something like this with like a sibling? Yeah. So honestly, everyone asks us this because it's like, oh my God, working with family. Mm -hmm. And I always say that it's, I, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. First of all, yeah. you really have to understand your relationship with, with your family and with your sister or sibling. And honestly, we were really lucky because we didn't really navigate or, or think through it, but we work really well together because there's just no bullshit, right? We just yeah. cut to the chase. Um, there's no, you know, scurrying around someone to make sure that their feelings aren't hurt. It's like, no, I don't like this move on. Mm -hmm. And that helps a lot with just making decisions much quicker and, and just getting, getting the thing done. Um, so yeah, working with her has been amazing. And then through, through the podcast, we've just, our relationship has deepened even further. I mean, we, we have a, like a baby together. It's almost like, like we literally have a small child. That's okay, sis. And, um, it's such, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we've embarked upon. So, you know, I even, uh, inspired one of my friends to start a podcast with their siblings and, and like with no intention of, you know, if growing or like, this, mm-hmm. you know, being a huge podcast, but more so as an excuse to sit down with your sibling an hour a week and just catch up. Like, it's such a great medium for that. So, um, so yeah, it's challenging at some time uh, at points, but overall it's been, it's been a blessing for sure. Love that. So how do you guys go about picking guests and what topics you guys want to talk about? Honestly, it's anything that we're interested in. The best type of guests are people that we either admire, that we know their products, that we love their mission, um, or that we've been following on Instagram for a long time. It's really anyone that piques our interest. Uh, We won't really bring on anyone if we either haven't tried their product um, or just don't don't align with them, maybe. Um, So everyone that we bring on is just someone that we are curious about and want to chat with. And they, I mean, the type of guests that we've been able to secure has been amazing. And we're so, so grateful for all of the guests that have agreed to come on OKSIS. And it's been, it's the conversations have been so fruitful and we've learned so much Mm -hmm. from, from every one of them. Love that. So when you guys like pitch, um, 
to people that you want to have on your podcast. I've asked like a few people who have podcast this. Some of them say to go like through the DMs. Some say to email. What would what do you guys usually do? Yeah, DMs. Most of our most of our guests have been through DMs. Honestly, it feels a lot more personal. Um, you get a direct connection to them. They can also check out your Instagram mm-hmm. while you know they're like, okay, let me just make sure these people are legit. Yeah. Um, and they can get our vibe and our aesthetic really quickly. Whereas email that doesn't really translate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keep the message really short and sweet. I, we usually list about three relevant guests, past guests that we've had that maybe they know, or that are Mm -hmm. in their industry. Um, so that it just establishes a little more legitimacy and, um, yeah, just kind of giving them a link to, to the podcast and if, and if they want to, uh, schedule, but most of our guests have been secured through DM. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. So when you guys promote your episodes how do you kind of do it because I know like podcasts don't really have like an algorithm like the platform so how do you guys go about promoting episodes so all the promotion happens on Instagram basically um through our secret Facebook group which is this amazing community of um, majority of our listeners and um the Instagram is really key right we um promote all of the episodes and then additionally having the guests post on their channels Mm -hmm. uh, to their audience has been the number one tip for growth for us. Um, Making sure that any guest that you have on is posting about it and talking about their experience and promoting the episode as well. Um, We also do a email newsletter every week. So that has the link to the the episode and making sure that it's promoted that way. Um, But yeah, social is, it's really odd because Scout always says this, Con- uh, podcasts are the only content creation media where you can't also build the community on the mm-hmm. app, right? Yeah. Um, every other content creation channel has a built-in community aspect to it, and you don't have to go offline mm-hmm. to find the community and gather them. So it is really tricky, um, but social has been an amazing way for us to connect with our audience. Awesome. So you recently just signed with a network called Podcast Nation. Um, what does signing with like a network give you? Yeah, so the network gives you um, producers. So Scout and I have been building this all by ourselves from the very beginning. We bootstrapped the whole thing. And um, when you get to a certain level, there's just a lot of logistics and back end um, things that having a producer really, really helps with. So mm-hmm. they were, are going to help us get ads. So monetize the podcast. Um, and then also we get to tap into their network of shows. So swapping with shows on podcast nation, either putting ads in front of other shows mm-hmm. uh, to promote our podcast. So we have all of that opportunity opened up now to be able to tap into other people's audiences and grow, um, grow that way. And yeah, having a producer just means that they help you a little bit with the content formation. They give you some tips on how to better, uh, how to improve either the content or the quality, um, whether that's the sound and the actual like audio quality, or it's the structure and ideation of the show itself and the episodes. Um, so it's really, it's really nice to have that support system. Mm-hmm. I think before Scout and I have just kind of been like blindly going through this and we know we've learned so, so, so much about growing a podcast and I'm, I'm sure, I mean, we have done like a mentorship pro- program where we help smaller podcasts get up and running. Um, but there is something to be said about having that 
a really great support system behind you and a company that is like behind you, helping you uh, grow it and scale it. For sure. So if someone's listening right now and they're interested in starting their own podcast, what's one piece of advice that you would give to them? So we always say that, look, yes, you can have the best equipment. You can have the, you know, you can have the best content, whatever. You need to make the commitment to yourself. Um, I think people don't understand how difficult it is to put out a new podcast every single week and the logistics that happen behind it. All they hear is one hour and they're like, oh, that's just one hour a week. No, it's basically a part-time job, especially if you want to do it right and you want to grow it and, and really foster community. So I think it's just committing, committing to yourself, understanding that you're going to be in it for the long haul. Um, it's not something where you're going to see either a monetary ROI right away. Uh, and also that shouldn't be, that really should not be the goal of starting yeah. a podcast. Um, I, we always say that uh, community is really the biggest ROI that we've been, uh, that we've received from, from the podcast, like two and a half years now, we're just starting to do like the whole monetary piece and seeing a return there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a long time. So you have to be, have to be committed and it's the most rewarding experience. So I don't, I don't want that to like shy people away from it. It's more so you just have to know, you have to know that yeah. it's going to be something you're going to have to chip away at for a long, long time. Yeah. And I think that goes for like a lot of platforms. Like if you're going into it, just to get like paid from it or like money or something out of it. Like it's not going to work out. You have to have like a real drive and like passion for it. Exactly. Or else you all, the content also will suffer. You Mm -hmm. need to be able to be, to translate that you are so excited about this thing. And, you know, Scout and I, there was a time where we were putting too much pressure on the podcast to make money. And it, and it ultimately hurt us because Mm -hmm. we felt very burnt out. We didn't, we we're in a creative rut. We felt really challenged and not inspired. Um, and then when we took that pressure off, uh, and just let it be its passion and let it be what it usually is to us and kind of went back to the, why we're, we've done this in the first place. Uh, it, it just became a lot more fun, right? Like it's just Mm -hmm. not as fun to put too much pressure on a hobby or a passion of yours. For sure. So who are some of your dream guests that you would love to have on? Oh my God. So I always say Emily Weiss, who's the founder of Glossier. She mm-hmm. is, since day one, I have like been manifesting this. <laughs> she will come on one day. I am manifesting it, putting out to the universe. Um, so she's been a, a huge dream for me. I think she is my number one expander, both in um, entrepreneurship and just life. I think she's just such a rad person and she's built an incredible company. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she is like top number one for me. Awesome. So we're going to move into the app Camber. Um, okay. So you're the founder of the app. I think founder or co-founder, you're two people, right? Yeah. We're two people. Okay. I do most of my things in twos. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. You always have like a support system with you. Um, yep. But when did you start working on this? And can you give us like a little debrief of like what exactly it is? Yeah. So uh, my co-founder and I, Uh, started working on this about a year and a half ago. We got the idea because uh, she was texting me saying, hey, I just saw that you went to Austin on your Instagram. Can you send me your recs? 
And I'm sure everyone listening to this has had a similar experience. Um, then you go through your Google Docs, you go through your maps, you go through text, you go through emails, and you're just like, let me find all the recs and all the places I've been, and then send it to you in like a very disjointed list, right? And then it's basically on the individual who receives the list to organize it, do more research, uh, put it together in a whole other medium, et cetera. So we just noticed that there wasn't really a platform that streamlined that process and mm -hmm. basically became like a socialized travel recommendations platform. Um, so that's what Camber is. Basically, you have a profile, you list all of your travel recs by city, and then you can follow your friends to see their recs. And then what's really cool is there, there is a map view. So one of my favorite um, use cases of Camber is, you know, even if I'm in Los Angeles where I live, if there's a new part of town that I'm not familiar with, I can open up Camber and see around me where my friends have recommended I go if I wanted to get a coffee or something. I can filter by coffee and just say, hey, I need a coffee. I only want to go to where my friends are recommended because mm -hmm. I trust them. Um, so, you know, we also are really big on localized travel to us. You know, I'm sure most people listening to this have seen the travel influencer on Instagram going to the most, you know, the Maldives and yeah. Bora Bora. And it's like, that's a, that's a vacation that's really not attainable to most of us. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to redefine what it means to travel and find recommendations and find these hidden gems and really cool places that feel a lot more localized and intimate rather than these large over the top travel uh, you know, destinations and vacations that I think we're so used to seeing on Instagram. So um, that's kind of what Camber is. It's your travel buddy. It's, you know, you, you take it along with you, plan for your trip, but also discover new places in the moment. And um, we just released our beta version to friends and family, which was so, so exciting because we've never given it to someone. So mm -hmm. that now all our friends and family have profiles on there and it's really exciting to see it start to build out. Um, so we're going to be testing it for a little bit and then hopefully um, launching it this summer. Awesome. That's so exciting. What's yeah. the like, kind of process like working on an app? Yes. So initially there's a lot of different ways to do it, obviously, but this is how, how we did it. First, we hired a branding agency. The reason we did this was we knew that our branding was going to be one of the biggest competitive advantages mm -hmm. for us. Um, we're not like reinventing the wheel here. Like we're not creating a new technology, uh, so to say. Uh, we're just kind of borrowing from different types of apps and then combining them. So for us, it was how do we make this really playful and approachable and have it be something that people are so excited to have uh, a presence on. Yeah. So the branding was super, super important to us. So we worked with an agency to develop um, basically the colors, the fonts, the whole identity, how it looks on social, how it communicates in the app itself with the UI. And then we hired a team to do the UI UX. So that is user interface and user experience. So that's when someone literally makes the screens of the app and we, mm -hmm. they used a program called Figma which is basically like a Photoshop type thing. And they literally would just show us all the screens, just the static screens of every single, every single screen in the app, which is a crazy <laughs> uh, process. Cause yeah, like, I can imagine. You, as we're um, going through these screens and approving things, 
you also have to think about the user experience, right? So what are the flows that happen throughout each of the screens? And are there dead ends? How does someone get back from here to there to this? To, and it's so interesting um, doing that without an actual product in your hand. So after all the screens were designed and all the flows, then the development started. And that's where we got an app on our phone. Uh, the developers would give us features to test every single mm -hmm. week and new builds. And basically we would, we would test them out, give them notes, uh, you know, report any bugs. So that, that process took about a year, um, which is which is, I think, really a quick time. I, I've heard many apps take either much longer, some are quicker. It's really dependent on the type of uh, type of app you're building. But for us, we had to do a lot of integrating with Google Maps. So mm -hmm. that takes a lot of iteration and tweaking and things like that. So we finally got it to a place where it feel every screen and feature is live and works. Um, which was, you know, that was such an iterative process uh, throughout the throughout the year. I can imagine. So to get an mm -hmm. app like on an app store, does it cost you anything? How does that type like thing work? So you don't need to pay to be on the app store, but you do need a server, okay. uh, which is something we learned that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> um, so we use AWS, which is Amazon's server. So you need a server to house the app itself, right? Um, it needs to work off of something. So that's, that's what we pay for. And we pay for um, all the calls from Google Maps. So anytime a new place is added to Camper, it I mean, it's very low, but it's that's also an expense for mm -hmm. us, right? Um, but to be on the App Store itself uh, does not cost. Okay, awesome. Um, and I don't know if I missed this, but is it going to be like worldwide? Like, or is it only going to be Okay, so it's worldwide. That's so fun. Yeah, it's going to be worldwide. You can add places globally. Um, yeah, so any any place you want to add, it'll it'll have that for you. Amazing. Can't wait to use it. I love travel. And like right now during all this, I'm just like, I need to go somewhere. But Itching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to move into your YouTube now. So you recently started a YouTube channel that you refer to as Mads World. Um, why did you decide to start a channel? So... Why did I decide to start a YouTube channel? Honestly, as I mentioned, I, I work in twos for a lot of my other mm -hmm. projects. And I think I wanted something that was my own. And to me, obviously, I have a podcast, so I love long-form content. Um, you know, I do love TikTok. I love Instagram, obviously. But for some reason, something about YouTube made me feel like I could be, I could show my personality a little more on that platform um, because TikTok is just so little, it's so quick that I, I just wanted a place where it's just more so long form content and I could be completely myself and silly. And um, also I, I had just learned Adobe Premiere Pro. I love, you know, I love being creative with that type of stuff and different technologies and platforms. So I was, I was just more so wanting to test out how to use Adobe Premiere. And um, I worked with one of my favorite graphic designers, Alyssa, to create all this stuff. And I, I just love brand building and creating new brands. And I think this was an excuse for me to be like, okay, let's create a whole new other brand. Um, so it's been so fun. I mean, again, a lot of work. The same, yeah. the same thing I would say about a podcast. Like, you got to be committed. And um, 
the first week I learned the hard way I filmed everything and so I was editing and it I think it took me like 25 hours that first week to edit I was like okay this this can't (laughs) we gotta we gotta shift a little bit because this is way too long way too much um so now I know, and, and again, it's, it's just such a learning curve, right? So now I know like, I'm not going to film as many days or it's just now I know how the editing process mm-hmm. works that I, I know certain things that are trickier to edit and, uh, I can lay it out a little better, but honestly, it's, it's more of a passion thing for me. Um, I just, I'm, I film when I want to, I don't put too much pressure on it. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun thing for me to connect with more people online. Awesome. So I know you don't have too many videos out right now, but when someone asks about your channel, how would you kind of describe it and your sort of style and content you post? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be lifestyle. It's more going to be weekly vlog type of stuff. I also, um, am going to, once that kind of gets dry, which I'm sure it will very quickly, um, I'm going to do probably more like sit down, longer form discussion type stuff. So the other week I did something on manifestation for skeptics because I recently got into manifestation and I am like not very spiritual. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of skeptical of that whole world, but I got into manifestation. So I just thought that was a unique perspective on, on the whole concept. Um, so I did more of a sit down for that, but Overall, it's going to be lifestyle. It's going to be, you know, book recommendations, what I'm doing. Also a little bit behind the scenes of creating Camber and OKSIS, which I just think is something also for me is a really beautiful uh, time capsule to Mm -hmm. capture. I mean, it's such an exciting time, especially for Camber. So like the other day I, I filmed myself like, like releasing the beta app and that's a really amazing moment. Even if I don't put it in the vlog, it's really nice to have that just for the future and for my life. So I don't know. I'm just capturing moments, navigating through them. I'm also just, as you can probably notice, just like very silly and I like to have fun. And, um, but I also, I also, you know, have anxiety sometimes and I have pimples and I have, you know, all these things, of course I'm human. So I believe that showing that 360 part of you is really, really important on the internet and showing the whole picture. Um, So you can expect laughs and uh you know me showing my book recommendations or behind the scenes but you can also you know see me um being more vulnerable and talking through certain insecurities of mine um just because I think it's really important for people to see that side of of people just because we don't see that as much um especially on more highly curated platforms like like Instagram for sure and I feel like this year a lot of people started being more like vulnerable vulnerable and raw like on YouTube and stuff because everyone like always tried to show like the good side but like we all know that everyone's life is not perfect all the time so I think it's a good way that you're going about it of course so what's been your favorite part so far about creating content on YouTube honestly it's been the reception um I think it's been so awesome to see all the support and people commenting on it and just getting and connecting. And I just love when people are laughing with Mm -hmm. me, I hope with me, not at (laughs) me. Um, But, you know, I just like to bring smiles to people's faces and it's just another way for me to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I also love the editing, although it's pretty gruesome, there is a tedious it's really beautiful. Like when it all comes together, it just, it, 
it's like cinematic in a way because I, I yeah. edit it in a very specific way like very choppy um like TikTok is where it's like you cut out every single pause yeah. so it is very tedious for me to do but when you watch it back it's like really like a story and like a movie and that's my my favorite YouTube are like that so mm-hmm. it's really it's really fun to be able to create that too for sure so when thinking of what content to create how do you go about it do you like I know some people have like um inspo from others other people have like a whole list of like running ideas what do you do honestly so far it's just been whatever happens to me that week I'll just kind of film um like for instance I mean it was a big week this week so I filmed the camber beta came wow camber (laughs) beta release um and then a little bit about like a little shopping haul I got a new sweatsuit I'm a bit obviously as as I mentioned I'm a big sweatsuit person so I got a new one showed that off and then today I uh, showed my smoothie recipe and routine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just kind of when it comes up and when there's little, I, it's, I'm at the very beginning. So I can kind yeah. of make, you know, routines and things that are staples in my life, whole videos right now. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. Cause there's so much content that I can do. Um, so yeah, every week it's more so like, okay, let me do a staple in my routine and kind of like talk through that or just show day to day and just me talking, you know, being silly. Awesome. So the last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I got quite a few. So I picked four of my favorite ones. The first one is, um, is podcasting your only source of income at the moment? And if so, how do you budget everything and make sure you're on top of finances? Wow. What a question. (laughs) Podcasting is not my main source of income. Um, I actually, on top of all this stuff we were just talking about, I do have a full-time job. Um, that I do. So I work for my mom, actually, and she is creating a tech company um, as well. It's this new technology that allows you to talk to videos, basically. Mm -hmm. So I I have been working uh, for her for about two years as well, while doing all these side hustles and projects. Um, So that's my main source of income. Um, And then in terms of everything else, you know, Scout and I have completely funded um okay says by ourselves uh and and yep it's been that that's that's the way we fund that um but yeah budgeting and staying on top of things you know everything goes in goes recycles back into each of the projects right any profit that we make it goes back into okay says and whether that's graphic design or editing or these things um so yeah that's kind of how I I stay on top of things Awesome. Um, so I know you kind of spoke about um, how you're a very avid podcast listener. So someone wants mm-hmm. to know, what are your, what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? Okay. So I, I have different podcasts for different moods, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So every day I will listen to the morning toast because I just, their energy makes me so happy and I feel very connected to them on a, you know, energy level um I also love Conan O'Brien's podcast I know that feels like a little off brand for me but he is he makes me pee my pants (laughs) like I I, I'm I never laughed out loud so much from a podcast like him and his um assistant Sona like they are just so funny so I listen to him religiously those are the two that I listen very very regularly and religiously um and then I I love more 
like news stuff. I love Skim This. They have a really great approachable podcast to the news. Um, I listen to a lot of business podcasts like um, Second Life or, I mean, Girl Boss now has just been changed to um, outside of Sophia Amoruso, but all those types of more uh, female founder type podcasts I listen to as well. Awesome. And then kind of like navigating into YouTube, who are some of your favorite YouTubers? Oh, yes. My favorite YouTuber of all time is Kelsey Kreppel. I think she is, again, on my level of energy. And honestly, she is the reason I started. A, I should have said that. Like, I was I was watching one of her, uh, her YouTubes. And when I was like, I could do that for sure. Like, I could do that. I'm silly like her and, you know, just filming my life day to day. Um, but sh- there's something so real about her and she is just so so just so entertaining um I love her I love her uh Kelsey and then I love Emma Chamberlain of course duh who doesn't (laughs) honestly um and the last question is how do you balance everything going on in your life right now oh how do I balance it you know I have a very strict morning routine Mm -hmm. um and a very strict exercise regimen I think and not in a way that it's like I force myself to do it it is something that I crave because it's a habit Mm -hmm. that I have been uh utilizing over time for years so every morning I'll wake up not look at my phone I'll do uh gratitude so I use the five minute journal a lot of people have been using that that I've seen And then um, I'll do a little meditation, whether that's the manifestation work that I do, or I use this app or not this app. I listen to this podcast called The Daily Shine. It's from the Mm -hmm. Shine app. And it's amazing because it's a podcast meditation. And I know there's a lot like that, but it's literally just put it on and it's 10 minutes and it's a podcast. It's amazing. So I do that and then I will work out. Um, I don't really work out for the physical aspects Mm -hmm. of it. I work out for the mental clarity. There's something about it that just like, oh my God, the whole brain is cleared after I work out. It feels so good to me. Um, So those are the two things that I think are constants in my life that help me balance and then move through the rest of the day. Awesome. Well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Um, before you was delightful thank Thank you you for having me um before you go do you want to shout out any socials or links um you want you want to leave the listeners with oh yes I will do some shameless self promo (laughs) okay number one you can follow me on instagram which is at maddie mayo m-a-d-y-m-a-i-o You'll probably find all the links there, but if you want to listen to OKSIS podcast, it's O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. It's on every, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, You can also follow us, uh, both me and OKSIS on TikTok, which are very entertaining platforms. I make a complete fool of myself over there. So if you want to laugh, you can go there. Um, Camber is at Camber app on Instagram. You can also go to camberapp.com, which um, if you want to sign up for updates on when the app is released to the public, you can sign up there. Um, the YouTube channel, I think if you just type in Maddie Mayo, you'll be able to find it, but it's called Mads World and um, it's a fun time over there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, I hope you guys go follow Maddie on social media, on her YouTube, her Instagram, her TikTok, you know the drill, go follow her everywhere that she mentioned. And I will also leave everything in the show notes. 
So it'll be easier for you to just click and it'll literally pop you onto the platform that you click. And if you want to support me, please don't be shy. I would love, 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 love for you to do that. You can follow me on Instagram either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. You can also subscribe to me on YouTube, It's Amanda Wan. I'm itching for 10k this year by 2021. By December 31st, 2021, I will hit 10k. It will be in my 2021 goals. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, don't forget to go subscribe to me there. And don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And if by chance we have a podcast, don't forget to leave a review. It really does help grow the podcast and help other people find the podcast through the selected apps. So thank you guys so much once again. And if you guys have any guest suggestions that you want on the podcast or you want to hear me talk to, definitely DM me, email me, whatever you want to do. I would love to have new voices that I haven't heard before on other podcasts and I would also love to talk to people that are in the business world social media world all those fun things so if you have any suggestions please don't be shy bring them my way I would be more than happy to interview different people even people that I don't know yet so yeah thank you guys so much once again and I will hear you next time